If you want to save money on your trading card purchases, we have a promo link uh, over at 50cards.shop. Enter the promo code at night to get 5% off your order. Hey everybody, welcome to Nexus Tonight, your weekly Vanguard podcast. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm Rupier. And today uh, we are talking about some reveals that are coming out in History Collection, which is, I know it's going to make Rupier mad, but <laughs> um, they revealed not only reprints of a bunch of Cray Elemental main deck uh, cards, but they are uh, errata-ing them, much like almost everything else in the History Collection. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah. well, I mean, it could be cool. So, what are they rotting? Like, we so we've seen the strides, right? Yeah, we we've seen. Okay, we've seen Goblade. We've seen the names of the other strides. And we can kind of like we got the vague assumption that they're all going to follow the same pattern. Yeah, we can kind of interpolate the kind of what they're going to do, right? Right. And then later this week, and I'm glad we are now mo- move the show to Mondays because uh, they revealed uh, a retrain or uh, errata of I guess I'll go first uh, yeah. Rain Rain Elemental Pichon uh, which was the grade 2 9k that no one cared about uh, wow. GB1 when it's placed on rear during your turn all of your opponent's rear guards in the same column lose all of all their abilities and cannot gain them until next turn mm. so it's like uh, spot removal like infinite and permanence mm-hmm. type deal yeah. It, uh, yeah. The, it plays during your turn is unfortunate. Yes. I got kind of sad about that because I, I was like, oh, you could start seeing decks where you like run this with cards that call on the opponent's turn, and then you can shut off, you know. Yeah. Teach yeah. points. But also not shutting off like Vanguard abilities. Uh-huh. Which I think that yeah, so the original on. version of this was like counterblast one. All units in the same column lose resist and can't get resist. Yeah. So it, it, it was basically for... the same thing, but slightly more comprehensive and doesn't cost a counter blast anymore. Yeah. Like it went from that meme with the you can't defeat me. I know, but he can to scrub clean. Um, <laughs> I really wish it worked on either turn, but I can see what they're getting at. We're like, they're starting to, as you can like you'll see throughout this whole episode. Boucherode, I think, is really starting to get more into the defensive power creep, and I am here for it. Uh, was there anything else to say about him? Or um, No, I mean, the card like might be kind of specific, which is kind of a bad thing in Vanguard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I really wish it didn't say during your turn. <laughs> but, right. you know, I think people would be really mad if it said... Or I think it would be really annoying if it didn't say that, because it means it would be better in very few decks. Right. Right. Like decks that can actually call it, which I'm not sure how many. I, I guess yeah, there's a few, few decks that could call on the bonus turn, right? Yeah. Uh, which people, also, what people sorry. will hate Bermuda Triangle even more. <laughs> yeah, they will. Dude, no. I think they'll find a way anyway, though. To be honest. <laughs> oh my god! Always a way to hate Bermuda. I also think that this is going to come in handy for for the third thing that we're looking at in this episode. If you're the opponent. Mm-hmm. Um. So, who wants to read the second one? Oh, sure, I'll good. I'll do it. Yeah. So we have Light Elemental Peeker. Um, continuous, this unit cannot be chosen by your opponent's card effects. And an auto on rearguard circle, GB1. When your opponent's vanguard is 11,000 or lower is attacked, choose one of your vanguards. It gets power plus 2,000 on the turn. 
So this card basically is an untargetable, makes your 11k base 13. Yeah. Yes. So this is just a buff of what it originally was, which was making your 10k Vanguard 11. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. I, you know, with them being like, all right, you can use, you know, use the old Striders to, um, and to, you know, be on top of, and then people are like, oh, you got to be 11k again. I don't think people are that concerned. Yeah. yeah. Also, you have to like make room in your deck for this and yeah. find it. Yeah. Like, the, so I guess this would be restricted to decks who can search a grade one easily. Where it matters, like at some point now that they're thirteen, yeah. and then it doesn't work often. Or actually, eleven. Either it's like just when oh, you're yeah. being attacked. So it's like kind of ancillary most of the time. People are aiming for the 28, 23, 28 anyway. Yeah. So they're gonna hit it no matter what. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I don't, this, I don't know if this changes. Not much. Um, but you know it does change. Right, oh, I get to take the fun God. one. Yes, right, you do. <laughs> oh yeah, because this is actually relevant to me. Yes. Uh, Light Elemental Hanali is getting an errata, mm -hmm. so it maintains its continuous ability. Uh, all rearguards that attack cannot attack for the fifth battle or more unless CB one mm -hmm. is played. And now they have added an act ability that you can remove it from the game. Uh, until the end of your opponent's turn, you get when your opponent's vanguard would attack the vanguard for fifth battle or more. Your opponent must play CB one, or else they can't attack. So many things to get into. <laughs> so um, the effect is now just a lingering floodgate. Uh, you cannot get rid of it. Yes, um, this is nuts, right? Like, this I'm is not insane. crazy. Yeah, I was um, making sure I wasn't crazy. No, you're not crazy. Also, they got rid of the weird stipulation that was like, when you play it, turn a card from damage face down, which uh, that was random. But uh, so basically, forcing you to counter blast when you. Yeah, it, it just seemed like ancillary, but I that didn't stop people from taking it in from time to time. Mm -hmm. Now this is a big deal. Um, I think the decks that benefit the most from all the history collection stuff are decks that attack a lot. Yeah. Um, so your Nova Grapplers, your Gold Paladins, now have this to contend with, where if you are running this at like a two to four of, which I think we will start seeing, <laughs> um, depending <laughs> on what they are. Honestly, like, this card feels necessary with yes. the current state of premium. Definitely. Like, uh, so many decks just sort of make more than five attacks. And, like, the way people were playing with Hanali before was doing it like, I'm going to call this on the opponent's turn so it doesn't affect me. And then now, you can just be like, play it during main phase, remove it, and then now it's up for next turn. Yeah. This is so nuts. Yeah. I'm glad we have Maxi in Vanguard. <laughs> uh, I don't know, this feels more like summon limit in Vanguard. Yeah, it or, could be that too. Yeah. Uh, but you know the power level I'm looking for, right? There can be only one goes and match Etc. This is just a Yu-Gi-Oh card, basically. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, this card's crazy. This it, it makes it feel like a spell card, being able to go, okay, we're done. It's up. Happening. It's up. Just, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Just monkey flip skill drain. Easy. But it's awkward, too, because like, there's no interaction in Vanguard, right? Yeah. So you can't be like, alright, I you know, affect Valor. Well, that's Valor the thing, is like, you have interaction, but it's during the battle phase. So, like, that was... The interaction was getting rid of the Hanali on the field, so now it's just a lingering effect. Yeah. Um, this also makes it a little tougher if you are the uh, on the defense here, because then the person goes, okay, I am going to hit really hard. Play Hanali, remove it. 
So even if you live, your next turn isn't really going to be much of a pushback, depending on what you are. Um, or if you're a deck that doesn't counterblast at all, you might get a weird situation where they go, I've done Hanali, what are you going to do now? Well, I'm at five, and I don't really counterblast, so counterblast three, do my turn anyway. Now that we, we're like seeing this and the other two, I'm, it's making me think that we're going to see more of these Cray Elemental main deck cards get eroded. Oh, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Are they all going to be eroded to be better? I hope so. Um, all right. I mean, aside from... Um, well, okay, I guess Honolulu too, but like the idea with these erratas so far seem to be like maintaining the spirit of the original card just kind of updated for the current metagame. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, like, the original one removing resist effectively still does the same thing, but if it just happens to have, like, a continuous power gain or shield value or something, you get rid of that, too. Mm -hmm. uh, does getting rid of all ability also count things like boost and intercept? Uh, loses all abilities. That's a good question. Um, yeah, because theoretically, this also just randomly stops your opponent from intercepting. Mega Colonies just starts teching it in. Fuck it. Like, <laughs> like okay, calling it now, I think Rollick, which is a card that w we said that needs to get reprinted in this set, if uh, people are going to be okay with the striding while you're on grade two thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking, calling it now, that it's going to get reprinted in this set, but probably with something else added on top of it. Maybe. Who knows? Because I know we're getting Harmonics Messiah on Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so when you get this episode, you're going to be like, all right, cool. And Harmonics Messiah came out. We've got to wait another week. Tuesday stream is Harmonics Messiah. We know that. Did they mention revealing any other Cray Elementals on the stream? Uh, will be more cards with updated skills, including Harmonics Messiah. So we don't okay. know for sure, but there is other stuff. I mean, the thing that I would actually want them to update is like, other rear guards, right? Because there are a ton of, like, old support cards for these, like, retrained striders that just kind of suck. Like, you wouldn't want to play them in the modern day, right? Like, can you give me an example? I, I'm pretty... I feel like most of the, like, amber slash glitter clones are, oh, like, yes. not very good. And they're, like... They're, like, archetype locked. Uh, They're pretty outdated... Like, nobody really uses them anymore. I feel like those would be prime targets for retrains, just because a lot of these old boss monsters were just forgotten. Yeah, and, like... like Amber clones, some of them randomly stuck around forever, mm -hmm. like Crayon Tiger or um, Black Slice Harut for Angel Feather. Because mm -hmm. that was kind of their only mid-battle phase call for a while. Um, or in Grey Nature's case, it was your only uh, way to multi-attack <laughs> for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be good. I know uh, Amber clones weren't uh, name-locked. You could use them with whatever. Yeah. That right. was the other thing. The Glimmer other clones thing. were. Yeah, the Glimmer clones were, and I feel like that's another one that's like, those could probably stand to be updated in yeah, some definitely. capacity. Yeah, give it a counterblast, soul blast, give it 4k. The usually it just ends up being like an archetypal plus one. Like, all right, mm -hmm. for Harry, soul charge, call something. Or, uh, I think for bit, uh, Royals, it was like just call it grade two from deck, shit like that. I'm sure that they could, <laughs> if they literally just make it plus 4k in the exact same skill, my head will explode. 
<laughs> yeah. But that is something that I've been saying about premium for a while. Is we desperately need new rear guards, and like eroding some of the old support cards that don't really work well in the modern day could be a way of getting there. Yeah. I think another thing that helps is like for a lot of people who have, you know, these older copies of the unhitched rides of these. I know Hanali is $25 right now, but that doesn't matter because it's getting reprinted. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, Scalpers aren't smart. Yeah, they aren't. But I'm saying that like there, there's all these cards, like these are extra cards in the card pool. Mm -hmm. um, so you can at least either fish them out for yourself or take them over to your local card shop or you get you know help your friends out stuff like that um or be a dick and sell it online for 25 dollars each you know <laughs> you do you yeah, if someone's actually dumb enough to buy it well when you buy it that's the price like the Hanali thing really felt like a a big step and is now what our play group is making it sound like it's preschool or something but like my my friend group who hangs out at locals um this is now something we have to contend with and something we have to consider while deck building. Um, and in that ridiculous Eugene deck that I have, I'm sticking three of those in here, because why not? All right, you get five attacks, and I can denial Griffin two of them. Good stuff. What's, uh, was there anything else to add? Not really. Like, the Hanali thing is kind of self-explanatory. Like, so good. On, like, on principle, I don't like the idea of lingering floodgates. I feel like if the premium meta was worth a crap, we wouldn't need a card like this, but in a situation where making less than 7 attacks is probably just bad and means your deck is like probably unplayable, you're like, what the fuck are you supposed to do? I think that having to make a lingering floodgate it isn't necessarily the sign of a bad uh, game, but I, I think like equalizes everything yeah. um, for the most like, part. How many... Yeah, but like, how many of the top decks just casually make like seven, nine, fifteen attacks? Probably most of them. I think the ones that don't. I know. Okay, I know Steam made. I don't remember how many Steam made makes exactly. It was probably around seven to nine. About. Um, I think consistently you get about seven, and then I think if you like really turn it up to eleven, but you like use all your resources and stuff. Yeah. Um, you can get up to like eleven, twelve. Mm hmm. Um. But yeah, I think like most competent decks make around seven attacks now. Like this feels necessary. Or the ones that don't like Grand Blue doesn't necessarily focus on like twelve or whatever. It's a lot of it's like about six, seven, but they're huge, right? Mm -hmm. Skull Dragon, Skull Dragon, call out, uh, you know, uh, Night Storm, call something else out, but that kind of thing. It, they're all gigantic. Um. So quality versus quantity here. I like that they made you remove it from the game, so there's a bit of choice involved there. Mm -hmm. um, versus like, all right, just retire it, and then you go, okay, call it back. Or even binding it, some decks can take advantage, but not too many. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if like you start seeing even more like countercharging measures being put in decks specifically just to deal with this. Uh, I feel like that... That would depend on how many decks play Hanali first, because you do still have the issue of having to search it out. Right. Or just play uh, four of them and just draw it, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, we'll see how deck building changes around Hanali, and then I assume, like, if it just becomes a meta staple, which 
seems like it will, then I think people will then start to adapt around it afterwards. Yeah, where you start seeing either more counterblasting or mm-hmm. uh, make you know make your attacks bigger instead of more uh, numerous. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely going to be something warping, and I think that's kind of neat. Cool. Um, yeah. Hi, editing group beer here. Even though I'm not the one editing this podcast. Uh, So, originally, we had a brief set review of the Festival Collection Lyrical Cards, and I made the executive decision to cut that out, partially because Matt and Atlas were, like, not super engaged with it, and also partially because I was just completely and utterly wrong about it. (laughs) So, originally, I was pretty down on the new Willista support, because you read it on paper, and it all seems, like, not great. I don't like that the new gem order only gives... Uh, power plus 5,000 to the Vanguard, especially when the Vanguard already gets 5,000. You know, I don't like that the new Willista doesn't give the extra 5,000 power to the things it calls, although I will take the trade-off of not having to randomly mill myself and deck out, but yeah, that was one of those things where, like, I got self-conscious after making very strong declarations on it and retested the deck right afterwards, and I was like, oh wait... No, Willista is actually, like, really playable. I don't know what the hell I was on about. So, there was that. Uh, I also thought that, like, Laurel Nero wasn't bad. I think I am coping tremendously. Laurel Nero's problem is just that the deck is too slow. You don't do anything until turn 4, at least, because, like, no matter which one you're using, you only sing one song a turn. Like, the rear guards are kind of like, eh... Uh, it's pretty susceptible to, like, board control, because you have to play a bunch of orders in the deck, meaning you just don't have that many uh, unit cards to begin with. So yeah, like, I thought Laura was okay, and I, I think that's actually just coping. Uh, I said Alestio would be, like, meta-adjacent in the same way things like Minerva, Overlord, and Avant-Gardia are, where it's just a re-standing vanguard. I think that's still true. Felty Rosa, I thought was pretty decent, like, I liked the new support, and with the event over the weekend in Japan, uh, actually, it seems like Hazard is doing fine, or, not Hazard, uh, Felty Rosa is doing fine, there was a Hazard list, but that was actually just bait, it was the Highlander girl, and that, I am eternally sad of that, so, yeah, uh, general broad conclusions about the new Festival Collection lyrical stuff, Willista is actually good, uh, I take back what I said about it being god-awful, although you're not going to actually hear that, but I will just admit to being wrong there. Felty Rosa seems pretty good. Uh, I'm not sure it gets entirely out of, like, locals' territory, just because the lists I saw topping were playing a ton of grade 3s, and I feel like the deck still has problems with hand size. So I'm not, like, totally sold on Felty Rosa, although I like the new Felty Rosa grade 3. Alestiel seems like it should be fine in the same way that, like, Minerva and Overlord are fine. Uh, Loro and Clarissa are both cope. Uh, Clarissa doesn't... the new one doesn't contend with the fact that your Earnest Correct cards are kind of bad. So, yeah. Lyrical stuff. Woo. Uh, I'll probably do, like, a full proper set review, breaking them all down. I also want to do, like, a set 10 meta review, because it's actually, like really interesting, the current meta in Japan. So, yeah, that's all from Editing Group Beer. Enjoy whatever is left of the episode after Atlas cuts out my horrible mistake. I think this has been a crazy reveal week, and we're about to see a lot crazier stuff as we get into the Hanalees summer. was shocking. Yeah. 
Yeah. That was crazy. Uh, yeah, and I'm sure you'll see. Like, I, I've been meaning to do, like, shorts about this kind of stuff on the channel. So I, I you know, I'm between jobs at the moment. I should take advantage of that. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, uh, Darren, Cole, Josh, Jeremy, GR, and Ali for being $10 patrons. Uh, if you want to help support the show, patreon.com slash nexus at night. Uh, new new uh, bonus show every week, Nexus Tangents, uh, and then at Nexus at night on Twitter. How about the rest of us? Find me at Wiggums, 2G's, 2Z's on Twitter. You can find me at Plasma Eclipse. Find me at Atlas Novak, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, uh, or you can follow my other podcast at Generation Dan uh, in most places. So thanks, everybody, for listening. And until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody. Thank you.